You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Eyes up, Guardian. funky fun lovers and darkness destroyers of Bungie's galaxy out there. Welcome to episode 67 of In Orbit, Mash Shows Buttons podcast dedicated to you, the community, and destiny. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your destiny experience. My name is Jorge. My name is David. And I'm Jordan. And before we begin with the show, we want to make sure that you guys check out all the other killer podcasts available here on the Mashos Buttons Network at www.mashosbuttons.com. Get involved with us at In Orbit by sending us questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast. On today's show, it's the final twab before Destiny 2's gameplay reveal. GameStop reveals hats that show off class animal sigils. And for those who weren't listening, I kind of pointed my hat, so. Anyway, and we're gonna answer questions from you, the listeners, in our segment, Messages from the Reef. But before we begin any of that, David, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. I mean, I've been I've been very busy, but uh, at the same time, I've been hopping into Mayhem Iron Banner, and it's, it, it's a weird experience to be playing Mayhem and Iron Banner, but at the same time, it's some of the most fun I've had in Iron Banner recently, so I'm okay with it. But tell the listeners where you're at. Ah, yes. I am in the Great White North. I am in Canada. Not quite so north, but I'm in Ottawa. I am working for Parliament right now, so that's why my, my room isn't exactly the same as it usually is. I'm in a dorm. Just tons of fun. Yeah, for people listening or for people watching live... Um, David's over there in Canada land eating maple syrup and drinking all the snow that's all over the poutine, ground. Poutine, man. Poutine. Yo, poutine is no joke. That thing is amazing. Oh, sorry. I had a moment. Uh, what about you, Jordan? How's your week been going? It's been good. A little slow, but can't complain. I actually enjoy my slow weeks nowadays. Um, so played some Iron Banner, uh, did some raids. It's pretty much the usual week for uh, Destiny, and uh, life's been quiet, so I'm happy about that. How about you, Jorge? I mean, for me, it's been pretty quiet. Um, I'm enjoying this calm because starting next week, I know for a fact that we're just going to be bombarded with information. We're already seeing bits and pieces here and there, and starting tomorrow, the Great Seal, or starting next week, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> the Great Seal opens up, and speculation is going to run rampant. We're not going to be sure exactly what's going to be true or not. And I'm just excited because it feels a lot like the excitement before um, Taken King. Because I mean, even before it's about to be a lot more than that. Well, absolutely. But, but even before destiny and we all know that destiny was a success, the original one, it wasn't as hype as this because we didn't know what we were going to get. We kind of knew that something new from Bungie. It's going to be something different, something crazy. But we we weren't re- really sure what we were getting into. Now with all this history built up in the game, especially after after year one for Taken King, we knew that Taken King was going to fulfill some of those promises. And everybody was excited. The, the community was was energized ready to go and i feel even more energized and ready to go with destiny 2 we know the possibilities that are out there and, and they're just endless um that's why i'm enjoying this really calm week played a lot of mario kart which calm and mario kart don't really belong together um it's a lot of there's a lot more f-bombs that are thrown in that game than i've ever thrown 
while doing Trials of Osiris or, or Crucible, even in the worst metas. So I've been having fun with the Switch lately. Um, that's been my week pretty much. Um, not too much Destiny. Haven't really stepped foot into Iron Banner Mayhem. I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Mayhem's always been a lot of fun to me. But uh, I just, uh, it's it's not enough to peel me away from Zelda and Mario Kart right now. No offense to Destiny, it's just we've we've already had our fill. So with that, let's go ahead and jump right into the news. Um, let's talk about the TWAB. Um, beyond the big one of Destiny 2, which we're, we'll talk about later. We know that on May 17th from 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. UK Time, the 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. UK, there's going to be Destiny server maintenance. So if you're planning on playing between those times, sorry, not going to happen. Uh, there's going to be some server to ma server maintenance uh, to get the, I guess Destiny One, you know, squared away and and in the best possible position until Destiny 2 comes by. And it, for all we know, this may be even prepping for something like a beta or even Destiny 2 in the future. So that's the big thing from there. Uh, there's a there's a little thing I wanted to talk about. And it was something Deej said at the end. And it just struck me as intriguing. This is just me. This is tinfoil hats on people. Speculation. Nothing confirmed, but I, I've always noticed that before a big reveal, DJ usually puts something at the end that kind of hints at something happening in the future. And the quote is this. Can anyone among us hold their breath for seven days? I can't, and it's making me dizzy. I'm going to go home and pack. I can't wait to fly again. I keep holding down the return to orbit button, and nothing is happening. Deej out. Now, the reason I bring that up is on this show, we've been discussing about how strikes and missions and all this is going to play out. And usually when, when you hold down return to orbit, you're going to the director to select your next mission or your next strike. Is this a hint? And maybe I'm reading too much into it. But is this a hint? that we're going to have more open worlds and you go to specific places to get quests and missions. For this round of speculation, we'll start off with you, David. All right, so I'm kind of on the same page as you. I saw this and I thought, all right, like maybe he is hinting at something. There's also the off chance that he was trying to make us think he's hinting at something because he says he wants to fly again, so maybe he's trying to return his physical body to, to orbit. Who knows? But I, I do think that, I, we've discussed this in the past, I do think that this is going to be the type of thing we see in Destiny 2. There will still be a menu of some kind, but I think it will be very streamlined into um, not having a directory, per se. It's going to be more a run-around, open-world-style game. There might be fast-traveling or something like that, but I do think this is a hint at the fact that we are going to be seeing what we've been asking for, a giant open-world-style game, and not so much returning to orbit. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jordan? I know you and I were talking about this, and that also struck um, something in you. Yeah. Yeah, the whole last paragraph, like you said, seemed like it was sort of like one big little Easter egg um, or like, you know, like a, like a Russian doll of Easter egg, you know? So I mean, exactly what you guys just said. And I just want to apologize if there's a little bit of background noise. Something's, something's going on over here. So, but uh, hopefully it's not. You guys can't hear it. But uh, yeah, the whole uh, the whole thing was cool. And uh, I really keyed in on. Let me go to it real quick. So that's why I can I can uh, I can speak to it. Um, but it was the it was the last line that I really liked the most. And that last line, hello, computer, come on, let's go. I keep, I keep holding, holding down, down the return to orbit button and nothing is happening, Deej out. And I think that's that's the big kicker for me because I think what he's saying is he literally he literally doesn't have it or it's not there. So that's that's I think he's hinting at a big change to a UI, the UI. So um, I, I don't know what it's going to be. But hopefully it means that we don't have to go to orbit anymore. 
that maybe uh, our jump ships are more part of the experience now, not just like a hold screen sort of ornament. Um, so that that's exciting, and I hope that's I hope that's an Easter egg. Um, the other things I'm not a hundred percent sure about. Can't wait to fly again. Could be a hint at jump ships being usable, um, which was something they did in uh, Halo Reach. So it's oh, you think there's more than one Easter egg? Yes, there's yeah, Russian Russian doll of Easter egg, meaning like more. There's a layer of Easter eggs in this little paragraph. So the hold the hold down the return to orbit button is probably um, hinting at a big UI change. Uh, can't wait to fly again. Could be hinting at um, jump ships being used, um, actually being something you can fly in game combat with. Hopefully, maybe um, the uh, I'm going home to pack meat doesn't probably mean anything. That's probably literal, not figurative. Um, can anyone among us hold their breath for seven days? I'm not reading into that too much, although it has the word seven in it and it's bungee, so maybe that's just for fun. Um, explosive it was released seven days beforehand. What's that? So that was probably because the release is in seven days. Yeah, I mean, so you know, purposeful. Um, I can't, and it's making me dizzy. Explosive exhale. That's the only sentence that I'm still a little curious about because I haven't been able to think of anything that um it points to for Destiny Two other than the explosive exhale could just be a play towards the tower exploding. So, but yeah, I think there's more than one Easter egg possibly in there. It's a it's a cool little two set or two little two lines there that could hint to some cool stuff. And we're gonna find out in a week. So you know, I'm pretty excited. I, I mean, kind of think you're thinking a little too hard on the last paragraph. But I will say <laughs> there was a point in the middle where um, isn't that what we're supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yes. I guess it is our job to overthink things. There was a paragraph in the middle though where he was talking about the live reveal. And he said um, something along the lines of, like, you all are going to have your hands on this next week. Then in the next sentence, he mm -hmm. refers to there will be people within your community who are here recording it, which totally, like, on one hand could just mean the people he was referring to the people who, within our community who will have their hands on it next week. But I'm holding out hope that we're going to get that early alpha or beta that we've been thinking of. And him saying, you all will have hands on it next week, was not just referring to them, but referring yeah. to the entire Destiny community. Good call. That would be exciting. Mega exciting. I think he may have just not slipped, but um, didn't choose his words as carefully as normal. I think he was just referring to the people that got the invites to go to the event. And those oh, people are okay. essentially the community. So, so you're going to look for stuff in him saying exploding exhale, and I'm not allowed to be excited about that. I see how it is. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> just playing devil's advocate like you do with me, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, with regards to the, I think there was a little bit of a hint at, as to what our experience is going to be like. Um, and interestingly enough, more tinfoil hat, although this one based in more facts that we do have. GameStop revealed hats, or they were selling hats for a short amount of time, with animal insignias that were attached to uh, the symbols of the Titan, Warlock, and Hunter. Uh, the, the Titan had, if I'm not mistaken, a griffin. The Hunter was a snake, and the Warlock was a raven of some sort. It was just a lion. Or a lion, whatever it was. Some sort of animal along those lines. And people are starting to, you know, speculate on what this means. What does this mean for our subclasses? What does this Nature mean powers. for... What does this mean? Oh, my God. I'm just thinking now, like... Ugh. I'm going to date Power myself. Rangers. I, I don't think... No, you guys can worse. go, but I don't think it's... I, 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 I am going to take the stance that you're, you probably are thinking too much into it, only because of some of the things that have been hinted at regarding Destiny 2's story, but go on. Uh, no, see, here's that, the thing, I wasn't e Hold up, hold thing. up. Okay, Jorge, you can go. So, you can go. Yes, yeah, so let me... So I wasn't even going there with it. Mm, okay. I wasn't even hinting at, at powers or anything. Okay. I was just I was just going to say with regards to that, um, people are speculating whether that means that our animals are going to represent us 
or that we're going to have pets in the game. We're talk, we'll talk about that in, in the questions later on. Or if this is something more of, for example, the symbol of House Lannister, the symbol of House Stark, or as a lot of people alluded to, the Harry Potter, you know, Hufflepuff. And I don't know the others. I really didn't watch Harry Potter or read the book. So I'm one of those guys. Um, so, th yeah, it's exciting to see these symbols and what they represent or what they could potentially represent. We're seeing people speculate on what that means. I personally think that the symbols are just more of a representative of this class itself. Um, where, you know, warlocks are, are always in, in history books represented by a bird of some sort, an owl usually. Titans are, you know, seen as leaders, you know, helping the city out, shielding the city with its defenses. The lion fits that. Um, even the griffin, whatever it is. Um, the hunter's seen as, you know, stealthy, sneaky. The snake fits that. So I could see that kind of relationship, but personally, I just I, I think that with regards to the subclasses, that what's going to be happening is we're going to be able to kind of mix and match what our characters are like based on what we choose. That's not represented by the animals themselves, but I, that's just what I'm picking up on based on you know hints at what the hunter's going to be like. I don't think that you're only going to be tied into, say, an element. Like, for example, a warlock sunsinger is not going to be there, but say, you know, you have the power of the sun, you have the power of electricity. At the same time, you can mix and match elements to favor a specific situation, an, an enemy that is weaker against electricity, or this just we don't even know if electricity is going to come into play. So... Whatever that is, that, that's what I see happening in the future. Uh, what? So we'll start off with you, Jordan, since you jumped in. Yeah. So I think it's I think it more has to do with just uh, you know it's sort of nature and the wild. I think it's just calling the fact that we don't have the light anymore. We don't have our powers. Ghosts are essentially dead because there's no light to empower them. And we know that we're going to have to go out into the wild uh, beyond the city walls, uh, areas that we haven't typically explored or, or resided in and look for new ways and abilities to fight the darkness. So I think that this harkens to a more nature driven role that we're going to take on um, more exploratory uh, role with our guardians where we're exploring new areas. And I think that it, I think that it's just. I think it's pointing to that. Um, yeah, that's the best way I can explain what I'm thinking. Um, so I, I, it may just be giving them a symbol because it's been traditional that Bungie has given each character a unique symbol to differentiate it. And so they just chose those symbols. I think it's sort of ironic that it sort of parallels Harry Potter a little bit, but maybe not so ironic. But yeah, I, that that's my thought. I think it's just gonna point at a, a like a more grounded destiny not so much space magic mm -hmm. i i kind of agree i do think that these could signal kind of like a um, not so much house like harry potter but more of like a faction type thing um maybe it's a faction type thing to do with uh the group that effort is with or something like that um, I don't know. I would really like, I think it'd be awesome to have like one of our powers centered around some form of nature. And that's the way we get our powers now, per se, that someone has mastered nature or something. And the lion is based around this, or the titan is based around the strength of a lion. Um, the hunter is based around the agility of a snake. Um, I mean, I guess wisdom of a hawk for but they're not too wise. You think it'd be an owl. Maybe it's just because they're floaty. That's why they get a bird for warlocks. <laughs> but um, yeah. They look I mean, like angels. Yeah. I, I do. The cunning of a hawk. Cunning. Okay. I'll take cunning. I, I do want to see it to be more than just a faction, but I a faction would make sense. It would even make sense if they, it, they just thought these hats were cool and it has nothing to do with the game. But um, I do believe um, I saw Jorge that they 
go on sale or back on sale. I didn't realize they ever were on sale. July 29th or something. Did they like sell that. out already or was it just up on the no, website? No, I think I thought it was not being like they're not being released to sale until July 29th, but I could be wrong. Okay. No, 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 no. So, so they were available for pre-order mm. on GameStop. And all out of nowhere, the GameStop was like, we probably put this out too early. My guess is that they were going to announce this stuff on Thursday. Because it, it, it seems weird to all of a sudden, you know, put up a whole bunch of... Because it's not just that. There, there was... We, we, we focus on the three hats, but there was also another hat that had the three symbols on there of the Warlock, Hunter, and Titan... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there were other small trinkets, keychains, a wallet that was also for sale. All of that stuff is scrubbed off. And to have everything put in there very clearly, show up very vividly, and it indicates Destiny 2, indicates that it was simply put out too early. Like, it had detailed information, wallet made from nylon or whatever. What what You know, just... Details that you would expect from purchasing something, it seemed ready to go, and all of a sudden, nope, gone. Which makes me think they just put it too early. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if the pre-orders were back up and running on Thursday after they announced everything. There may be even like packages that you can get that they just wanted to announce on the show. And... When everything pops back up, it it, was, it it says pre-order for ship date on, I think it was the 29th, like you mentioned, of July. So you, you'll receive it in through the mail. But I was, I was actually mm-hmm. going to pick up the three caps and stuff. And then I realized that my shipment would have been almost $175 because of the shipping. I was like, cancel order. Yep. Holy crap. <laughs> I yeah, just for, thought for of three- something. It- Aren't there a bunch of other items that have been for pre-order, Destiny 2 pre-order that were coming out July 29th? There's a there's a whole bunch of like like I said, the wallets, the yeah. keychains, all the, all that stuff was there and it's all gone. But this stuff before and, this, before the hats, I thought we had seen some other items that were gonna I ship July 29th. So. Weren't the figurines and such gonna be July 29th? The figurines are already yeah. out. No, the fig- the figurines are available for pre-order. Yeah. You, 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 I don't some. know why July 29th just no. all of a sudden. I'm sorry. I just had like a and uh, I it sounded familiar like we have talked about the date before. So I'm thinking maybe July the, 29th may be more significant than the release of some consumables. So the figurines that you're talking about, David, are the ones that Bungie released on their site, the premium figurines. The ones that retail for about 150, 200 bucks each. Yeah. Those are already on sale. You could have you you could have ordered them a long time ago. The um McFarlane Those are the ones toys, I was talking they, about. The McFarlane toys come out in July, and those uh the pre-orders and, and all that stuff has already have already been out. Mm, okay. So those will be available in July at some time. Uh but those that's already been announced. And my my guess is that they because it's Destiny 1 related. It's the Destiny 1 armor. Bungie was like, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. You can announce it. But because this is very clearly Destiny 2, they're just like, you released this too early again. Stop it. Or actually, Activision probably said, stop it. And and GameStop was like, yes, master, click. (laughs) Yep, maybe. So, I mean, I just find it interesting that all the Destiny 2 stuff beyond the pre-orders for the games was wiped from the site outside of, I think one or two t-shirts, which they had been selling in stores already. Um, but they weren't really destiny Two kind of, they, they were, they were, you know, Hunter Warlock Titan symbols all on one. Yeah. So it wasn't a spoiler for destiny Two. Yeah. But I, I, everything else just scrubbed off the site for right now. So Mm. take a look back on the site on Thursday if you really want to pre-order that stuff, my recommendation is if you want to pre-order it, pre-order it at a store because it's $8 a pop per hat for, for shipping. And that's the slowest speed. So that added up really quickly. And I was like, why is my shipment $170? That for, may have been a mistake. Or, that shouldn't have been it, 8 bucks a pop well, added on for hats. It, 
A lot well, of stuff every, ships at that much, man. If, yeah. if you don't have like a good website that has free shipping, you're going to get expensive shipping. Yeah. Uh, yep. I guess I'm just used to Amazon. <laughs> yep. So, you know, the, the, I think that's enough tinfoil hat. Well, we're going to get into more tinfoil hat yeah. stuff. But David, why don't you go ahead and talk about Mash Those Buttons? Well, Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today on the Mashless Buttons website at www.mashlessbuttons.com. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into Messages from the Reef. David, why don't you go ahead and uh, start this up? Yeah. So we got our first question coming from Carmine Melee from Cartridge Blast Games. He says, what do you believe will happen with abilities and subclasses in the future with light gone? How do you believe we will reacquire the light, a.k.a. our powers or abilities? So with regards to abilities and subclasses in the future, I, like I said, I don't think we're going to have subclasses per se. I, I think that's... I always find it weird that we were always tied into one element. And the reason I say that is, if, if you're going to tie us into one element, like, there should be more control over what abilities you can choose. Like, a specific subclass of Sunbreakers should have these abilities. It, it, it always felt limiting um, on how they did it. And in any other game, for example, let's use, um, what is it called? ESO. You could use blood draining and fire at the same time you would just equip that on your, your your character based on what abilities you chose to advance and level up and it wouldn't surprise me if say you got the light back you you're going to the mission or whatever the location where you get your light back and you choose what direction you want to go in i want to be more agile and when I go through agility, I unlock stealth, I unlock invisibility, I unlock faster jumping or ability to climb walls, you know, stuff that involves agility. If I'm a Titan and I choose strength, I have the power to break walls. I have the power to go through things, you know, take more damage, things or, or not take more damage, it's more defense, but things that are aligned with, with ideas of strength. You know, say we already heard about it in the Grimoire, like the the warlocks, the Praxic Order, who are more warrior-like. They use um, magic in more attack positions or attack modes. Let's say you have a, a warlock, who, or um, in this case, a a sorcerer or whatever. I forget the terms because warlock is really somebody who uses magic in a form of uh, offense, and then wizards no, no, are no, the no, ones no. that study no, no, it. No, no, no. Don't, don't embarrass okay. yourself. A warlock okay. is someone who receives their power from a, a deity, usually a deity of darkness. A war okay. or a wizard uses magic from books and wisdom. And okay. a sorcerer is a bloodborne magician. There we go. And what's a magician? Uh, a magician has no definition. It's just someone who uses magic. So anybody who falls into that category, be it a warrior who fights with magic, a warlock, a wizard, a sorcerer, a bard. They, they're all magicians. Okay. So, I mean, you can see right there that the, we can classify ourselves as warlocks because we're using power given to us from a source. In this case, it may be dark, it may be light. We don't really know what the Traveler is about. We keep calling it light, but is it really light? Do we know what's the, the Traveler? So, it, I find it interesting. Um, but let's say a more studious warlock, um, one who uses, you know, arcane power in ways beyond just, you know, launching lightning at something. Jordan, you want to answer this one? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got distracted there for a second. Um you know, I'm not really sure because I, I sort of like what you guys are saying. I'm starting to lean towards that. So I'm not sure if I have anything new to 
add to this now i hate i hate it when this happens i'm trying I, my brain starts turning like i'm trying to think of something new and something uh interesting to say to add but i mean um, i can give you a second i'll, I'll talk yeah 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 think. you go you take this yeah one so um i kind of feel that um abilities and subclasses i think are going to get kind of an overhaul and um, but i don't think they're going to be gone with the light gone because they're they're very essential to how destiny plays so I think we will still have abilities and subclasses. They'll just obviously behave a little different. Um, with reacquiring our lights, um, I think it's going to be hopefully the story is what drives that. Kind of how we saw it. Like we had the one mission for each character where we, we went and we obtained a new power. And I think it's going to be very story driven like that. I'm just hoping it's more similar to how it is in a lot of games where it's like you do a level, you get one ability. And I think it's going to be more like that. I hope it's more like that. And that could also create kind of different scenarios for each class you play, the Warlock, Titan, or Hunter, because you'll be doing something just slightly different to earn these different abilities, depending on what you're playing. Right. Yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense to me, what you're saying. And I think it would be awesome if they do not just a few missions or a long quest, but maybe make the whole story about reacquiring our light. Maybe the whole of Destiny 2, we don't have our light. Or maybe the whole of all of the campaign or the story missions, we don't have our light. And the end result or the end game is to reacquire our light. That could be very interesting because it'll drive the story towards a conclusion. And perhaps the final raid will, or maybe becoming raid ready means reacquiring our light. Or maybe we never will reacquire our light until the very, very end. Um maybe we won't get to use our light until the first story expansion. So that, that would be interesting. Um, I don't think it's going to go that you don't? far. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm just, po I'm dropping possibilities. That would make sense or it could question, make sense. Question. Okay. Do you mean reacquire our light or reacquire powers? Isn't it one in the same to some extent? Mm, not necessarily because you could have powers from different places. So like if you're saying reacquire um, powers till after the story, I don't agree with you. If you're saying reacquire light, then I kind of do agree with you that yeah. light as a whole concept may hold off for a while. Well, I think some powers yeah. and abilities are attached to the light. So reacquiring our light, light-based abilities and powers are one and the same. So yeah, we may not we won't get that stuff back or any form of them back until we get our light. But yeah, I I agree. We're gonna have to have or we should have some form of abilities or powers that we can build up even before we reacquire our light, if that is something we do in Destiny 2. Uh, because otherwise, I think it'll be too grounded. It's still Destiny. So we're still we're still space cowboys or whatever you want to call us. You know, so there's going to have to be something a little extra special about us, I feel, to make it a Destiny game, to make it feel like Destiny. Um, what will happen with our abilities and subclasses with the light gone I think that harkens to the fact that we're going to be out into the wilderness searching for new weapons and abilities and such like that. They're going to be more grounded. I don't know how to define it more specifically, but it's not going to be a space magic. -y. You know, I keep you, I, I like that term because I, I run Warlock all the time. So um, but it's going to be a, a more grounded ability uh, set. Um, I like I really like what Jorge was saying about um, unlocking a skill tree. I think there's going to be a more inclusive, like one skill set tree that sort of forces the characters to move in one direction and will penalize you if you switch directions too quickly, forcing you to maybe or it'll lean you or guide you towards finishing out a specific a specific section of your subclass or I'm calling it a subclass tree, but your skill tree for your character. I have a feeling they may be going that direction because what Jorge says sort of touched on that. And I think that's what he was getting at. You know, they're going to be different, uh, different abilities, more grounded, more realistic abilities, uh, more MMO-ish probably um, that sort of, that sort of force you to play a specific type of character, uh, not just the Titan warlock, um, and hunter but like a, a specific role within those classes too i don't know if that yeah. makes sense i just sort of i'm sort of that made sense to me <laughs> okay i'm formulating this on the fly but yeah i could be more more coherent in a uh, writing but sometimes uh popping it out on the <laughs> podcast is hard for me <laughs> no, i feel you i feel you okay uh so our next question uh comes from mark boggio 
He says, do you believe Destiny 2 will feature any dramatically new gameplay systems? He gives the example of space combat. Yeah, so I believe that we're, we're headed to that direction. It would not surprise me if um, when you get in your ship, you are piloting towards the next ship that, you, that you're going to. It's not just there. There will be obvious loadings, you know, or times when there's nothing there and you can tell, oh, it's probably loading up. But it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise. It's, it's kind of like how Zelda is now you going from place to place as you play. It's loading different things based on your location. Um, and. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool if they did something like that. I I, I would totally be for that. Um I, I think space combat is a very real possibility. The second that they put that uh, that video at the beginning of Taking King, that just opened up the the floodgates for people begging for space combat. They want to recreate their own the trench run from Death Star in Destiny. Um, yeah. I I would not surprise me if one of the big missions was to go intercept a Cabal fleet and go into it. Uh, one of their ships and steal something like you have to neutralize a ship, make it stranded, get inside the ship, fight your way to get the information you have to get out. I mean, I agree. Um, I definitely think as a whole, we'll see a ton of new gameplay systems because I think this game is going to be very much overhauled. So I think it'd be harder when, when it comes time, it'll be almost harder to name what stayed the same besides the fact mm -hmm. that it's destiny. But um, I think space Combat is a great example. I think they did kind of hint at it in the trailer where they showed kind of a Guardian ship firing on another ship. We had never really right. seen a Guardian ship fire on different ships. We'd seen other ships firing on them, but not really a, a Guardian ship. So I think it hints at it. Um, I think it'd be awesome to have. And I think we're going to see more gameplay changes than I could possibly name in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I, I wanted to stress was the current version of Destiny. Uh, you have two systems, or even three if you want to get into it. One of them really appears when you have a specific weapon, that being the sword. And when you when you use a sword, you're in third-person view. You can move around, you can see, but you're limited to that when you're holding the weapon. Then you have, when you're on it, uh, a ship of some sort, or vehicle, I, I mean, where you're on the sparrow, you're on the, the tank, uh, not the tank, but the um, the interceptor. You're on the, I forget what the dregs drive around, the the, the fallen vehicle, um, where there's some combat there, but you could obviously tell it was half-baked, half-put in, and it wasn't fully fleshed out. Because as big as an interceptor is, and as powerful as they could be, when do you really see the enemy using the interceptor against you? You don't. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, you have all these ships. You you guys are like you're clearly being invaded by us, the Guardians. Why aren't you using an interceptor against us? The only time we ever get fired upon from a ship is when the drop ships come in and they're dropping off enemies. That's the only time we get fired on by an actual vehicle of some sort. But I mean, there's there's turrets that that, that get involved. Enemies don't step in there. Only time the vehicles ever even come into play is when you're in Crucible. But they're only on the larger maps, which were only available in vanilla and um, uh, dark below. Beyond that, they, they don't they don't come into play. So I think that that is going to be a huge thing. I think they're going to revamp the entire vehicle system to the point where it becomes more fluid, more of a, a reason to use that. Like if I'm invading a camp, I could use stealth or I could go full on full bore. But if I'm going full bore. I really need a vehicle of some sort. I need to hitch a ride on a vehicle to plow right through and kill as much as I can. And then help that'll lead other people to go in there behind you. Like they create creating a fire team and they just come up from behind and help you, you know, and infiltrate this base or whatever. Yeah. I could see like a, a fluid transition between ground play and airplay, meaning going back and forth between your jump ship even, you know, not just using vehicles in the environment. It'd be cool because you look at some of the cutscenes and the, uh, the, the 
gameplay footage um, that they had sent out before some of the DLC drops and such. And you're, the way you enter and exit your jump ship is actually pretty smooth. You're essentially teleporting. I know like in the original Vidoc, I think you j like physically drop down, but in the game now you essentially teleport. So if you are tele if you can teleport, I'm assuming that's not necessarily a function of having your ghost. Um, that would be pretty cool to do in the game. Like you said, like, hey, you know, uh, what about like a public event instead of having um, a Warsat drop and a couple other blueberries around join you and start shooting all the enemies coming to try to attack the Warsat and get the information from it or whatever they're going to do. Um, it'd be cool if, say, a fleet of Cabal ships or fallen ships comes in. And in order to fight them, the most logical way to do so would be to go into your jump ship and then do a uh, air battle like a Star Fox. You know, I don't know. It'd be that would be cool. And other guardians would join. And then you have a little space battle with other guardians in a public space, essentially. I think if they did something like that, that would be cool to see. I think they can do it if they're revamping the game as much as we think they're doing. Um, there's a good possibility we could see something like that. And that's the type of thing that excites me. And I hope, I hope we see something like that on May 18th next week. All right. So uh, real quickly, I'm going to throw out a couple quick ones for you guys that we can just knock out real fast. Okay. Uh, so that we don't do, because we, we had a couple long talks there. So a couple quick ones. Um, Contrabang asks, how tall do you think Gary will be? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be about as tall as some of the large cabal we've already seen. So um, if he's any bigger than that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think size is necessarily going to be a factor of power. Size always matters, Jordan. <laughs> Not going there. But you never you never know. You know, they made Oryx huge, but that was for different reasons. Um, the other enemies were relatively, I think, um, Atheon. I'm sorry, Atheon. And uh, Crota, they were roughly the same height compared to the Guardians. So maybe he'll be about that height. Jorge? Um, he's going to be about as tall as my... Anyway, next question. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> saying 22 feet, 7 inches. Exactly. Okay. Um, so <laughs> next one. <laughs> so uh, Chris Parker asked a ton of questions. Uh, we actually covered about half of them already um so i'm gonna name like i'm gonna go uh, find the ones that he asked that uh we haven't answered so we'll, we can try and keep them well let's let's go step by step go ahead yeah yeah let's that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say so i was gonna say we can keep them separate basically mm -hmm. uh with luke smith as rumored actually confirmed director how far into rumored the, nothing's oh, been confirmed. he confirmed it on his twitter how far into the mmo direction will we be going I say farther, farther for sure. I think pretty far. I think when we look at the uh, the gameplay and we look at the UI, I think we're going to see a lot more MMO influence. I agree. I think this game could only improve from bringing in MMO influence with the way it's been set up. So I think it is going to run right down that line. Far enough to be considered an MMO, not far enough to not be considered a first-person shooter. And I know people are like, but that doesn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't it be considered a first-person shooter? Because at a certain point, you can clearly see the distinction between a first-person action game and a first-person shooter. Um, I still think shooting will be a very big part. But I see more abilities coming into play that won't involve shooting. So, like, shooting will... Think of it like the pistol from Call of Duty. It's there as a backup. And I see that weapons are going to take, like, auto rifles and stuff like that are going to take more of that role, whereas your abilities come into play. Like, that's your, your bread and butter. So, or that'll be what, you know, takes you to the next level. Even more so than now. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So his, his next question... Uh, with no tower, do you believe there will be towns or cities like in Horizon Zero Dawn or Zelda on each planet or a central hub for us to go to? I say that there's going to be towns. In fact, I'm 
I'm hoping and betting that there's going to be towns, especially on Earth, because um, I know, or I shouldn't say I know, but I, I believe we know or are fairly certain that there are other settlements that are spoken about in the lore. And I, I believe we're going to start to see and explore them. It wouldn't surprise me if, say, Earth would be more populated than other planets. But it wouldn't surprise me if the outpost on a planet would be a single individual there who's hiding in a cave of some sort and you can buy some stuff from there and that'll be the social space, so to say. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if th that specific planet or whatever had multiple of those individuals rather than a full-on town. Like the, 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 the whole thing about the planet is it's not conducive to light or life. I'm sorry, not light, but not conducive to life. And it would make more sense for in that situation, a small pocket, maybe two or three individuals, or maybe even only one person in that social space that you go to. Mm. And that'll be a way to where you get certain very rare weapons or very rare materials to build I don't, I'm just speculating, but build a specific type of exotic weapon. Yeah, yeah. I, cool. I kind of agree. I kind of feel like we're going to see like kind of like one main city or not necessarily a central hub, but kind of like one main city. Then you'll have like little outposts, maybe faction based outposts or something uh, where you can go to like get random supplies or like pick up a mission here or there. But I don't think it'll be a ton of cities because Destiny lore doesn't really pertain to like a ton of just random cities super close to each well, other there's only one city that we know of. exactly that's what yeah. i'm saying like a, a destiny so lore doesn't really allow the last for city it. so I, we're gonna i'm still gonna assume that is the last city and that's probably gonna right, be a right. main area i i didn't really yeah, that's cover that in my answer but right that's that's what i'm saying I, I feel like it'll be like that and then it will be like just a couple tents put up here and there. That's our our little outposts, basically, for us to go to. Yeah, that could that could be so. All right. So his next question uh, says, "What type of expanded role can we expect from NPCs with regards to story, non-story, etc.?" So I think that the NPCs will definitely take a larger role. The, uh, the little footage we've already seen for Destiny Two uh, showcases a lot more character than we saw at the beginning of Destiny One. Um, uh, I was happy to see that, but I'm not necessarily convinced we're going to see them in the game while we're playing. Uh, I think we're going to have more story-driven content, but it's going to be in cutscenes uh, while we're playing and in between missions and quests and such. So uh, if we do get to play alongside them a little bit and see them in action, that would be awesome. It'd be cool. That'd be a great element to add into the gameplay and into the story, but uh, I'm not counting on it. And uh, either way, I'd be I'd be happy because I just want to see more story driven content and more story integrated into the game. So I think that. It's almost a given that we're going to be going on missions with Zavala, like he'll take the point and we're backing him up. Something like that, um, even Cade and Ikora. It wouldn't surprise me if we go on actual missions. Like, that was the one thing that I mentioned. I don't know if you guys remember, but one of the things I was talking about was wouldn't it have been cool if after the main story of taking King, when we have conquered um, physical realm Oryx, that we're exploring different parts of the Dreadnought with the Skipjacks or Shacks to open up, say, um, the... the the Cathedral of Dusk as an as an available map and crucible, like that would have been something that would have been cool uh, from not only a gameplay perspective but a story perspective gives relevance to why Shax is in the middle of the Eastern Dead European Zone in Memento or um, your favorite map, David. Just going off to these maps, like it, it makes no sense why we're in these regions. Were you talking How about we... Widow's Court? Yes. So the yeah, just just going into these areas and and freeing them with skipjacks or with an NPC of some sort. 
Yeah, I kind of feel like, uh, especially early in the story, I think we'll see NPC involvement. It's nothing new to games. You, you've seen it in Call of Duty since Call of Duty 2. Halo 1 had it. So, like, I think seeing NPCs in stories uh, is something Destiny kind of needs to not only push the story further, but push the actual characters in the story further. So, I think we'll see it. Um, Non-story, I think they'll just hold the same place as they do right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So his his last question was, how will Activision's role change now that there is no longer a new franchise launch, but a successful franchise continuation? I think support. Um, and by support, I mean they are more willing to put money into the, the franchise now, ever since Taken King. Um, they saw a big, huge increase, and they saw that this is something that could be making them a lot of money in fact it's one of three things that are making them billion dollars the other two being skylanders and call of duty so this don't is very wow. important to act i'm sorry i said don't forget wow well I'm, I'm I'm just talking about activision itself not so much blizzard i mean blizzard it's it's, it's, its own thing um it's, i'm not saying that it isn't important to activision but i think from activision solely it's it, it's its own thing. Um, so I think that they're more eager and more willing to support this. That's why they brought in High Moon Studios. That's why they brought in, um, what's the other studio? Vicarious Visions. There you go, Vicarious Visions. Um, to help out Destiny with, I think, the DLCs. That's just my speculation. I have no proof of that. But I think that in a way, having Bungie create the main games and then having those two studios work on DLC kind of like how you have the main call of duty story. And then you have the other um, studios work on other offshoots. Like every third year you have, you know, Bungie's uh, main game and then everything else will be the, like a DLC or, or something to expand that version of the game. I agree. I was going to say the same thing that this, this basically just says, um, to me, that Activision is now willing to put more money in. I think the reveal as a whole being held at a separate venue and stuff says Activision is willing to put money in. And I think we'll continue to see Destiny grow because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was, I, I, I sort of was going to echo what you guys said a little bit. Activision is going to take a little bit more of a backseat to things, support role type of position. Uh, Bungie is going to be more in the driver's seat. They've proven themselves. And they're making money for Activision, so Activision is probably just going to be like, "All right, you guys are good. Let's do it." Yep. All right. So James um, Metzger asked a really good question. I kind of want to hold it till next week, though. His his question was, "How do you think spec building will play in Destiny 2? Um, I want to hold this question till next week, just mm -hmm. because once we see gameplay, we can talk about this a lot more. If we try and talk about it right now, it's just going to be speculation. I agree. I, that's a great question. And I would like to have the knowledge of seeing the gameplay. Um, I, it, speculating on it now is just a little tough too. So I think it'd be a huge conversation without having anything to go on. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just want to read the second part of the question. The classes have little to no excitement or incentive to use certain abilities. So I'm not really going to jump too much on that, that question because we're going to save it for next week. What I will say this, what I will say though, is I think it's going to be more important specking for specific things and using specific abilities in conjunction with others rather than how we have it right now, where you have a master build and it, you only change the grenade based on what you want to do. Yeah. All right. So Justin Kincaid asks, a lot of people have been calling for transmog in this game. Do you believe this will be a feature? I think we are almost at the guaranteed spot with that. Yeah. It, it, would, it would really surprise me if there was no transmog in the game, just because there's a lot of cool looking armor that we want to keep, but is of no value to us. Yep, I agree. I agree. It's constantly being asked for. Why would they not do this? It's not even just it's constantly being asked for. I mean, in my opinion, I think 
Um, they basically put transmog as much as they can on the engine into Destiny 1. So I feel like when it comes Destiny 2, new engine, it's going to be in there. Yeah. All right. So Chris Nixon asks, what do you believe the weekly, weekly reset will be like? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. I'll, I'll take it because you guys are thinking. Yeah. I think it's going to be exactly the same because a lot of MMO style games have that weekly reset. I think it's just going to be what we see on the weekly reset will change because the makeup of Destiny 2 is going to be very different. I think what he's pointing at more is, do you think it's going to be Friday to Thursday? Oh, eh, eh, I, I think Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know about the... Do you think that, that we're just going to have a couple extra days at launch from Friday until Tuesday? Yes, because if you think about it, weekly reset stuff, you can't really do at the start of the game. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about the timing of things, but as far as the content and what resets on a weekly basis... I have a feeling that there will be a little bit more resetting and more to take in. Now, it's not just going to be like a, a some new modifiers on your strikes and a new nightfall with a few crucible activities switched up in a mission. It's gonna there's going to be more. I, I feel. I think there's going to be uh, some quests. I think they're going to use it as a uh as a device and a vehicle to add content into the game on a weekly basis even if it's small all right so zach silsbury asks do you believe this game will have more enemy variety than destiny one god i hope so <laughs> i think it will i think destiny one was limited by its engine again we've said that a lot but i think it was and i think this new more expansive engine hopefully and world hopefully will encourage more enemy diversity yeah so here's the one thing i want to jump on with regards to that question do you jump on it this is an addendum to that question um do you think the cabal are the only enemy that we're going to face at first yes but i think there'll be lots of variety within the cabal yep because i'm of the thought of the thought process that we're seeing everything cabal, 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 and I'm I'm not doubting that we're going to get different variations of cabal enemies and their subordinates. Uh, I think that we're also going to be fighting another type of enemy, crab that people. will lead in, in act, or even the moth people, like from from what was in the vanilla um, images, and I think that that will lead into future storylines. Um, I, 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 I don't see us only fighting Cabal. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that the Cabal are boring, but I think that when you only have Cabal so soldiers and the Scions and the dogs that you have there, plus maybe, a, maybe one or two more additional enemies, uh, or whatever they are, races within the Cabal, um, that that kind of limits you. But let's not not all Cabal are specifically going to be on Earth. When you go to a different planet that might be outside of Cabal influence, it wouldn't make sense to have Cabal there. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's a completely new enemy type that we haven't seen or mentioned yet that will lead to more different types of fights or different things. It would. I'm I'm really hoping that the Moth people show up. I I I'm really excited to see. That kind of enemy, and I have a feeling that the moth people it. was just an early fallen concept or something like that. But yeah, that it, I agree that there's there's going to be more. Uh, there's definitely going to be a variety within the cabal. We've already seen a little bit of it in the teaser, um, and I expect that there's more because if they dropped all their uh, if they if if they dropped it all on us at once during that teaser with. You know, a couple different enemy armor weapon um, builds for the Cabal with a dog type of thing. Um, you know, that would be disappointing. So it, it it's likely just the tip of the iceberg. Um, and yeah, it would be neat to see. I think as we explore other planets, once we get to that point in the story, um, I expect that we'll probably see other beings that we haven't seen yet. All right. So uh, this next one, we're going to have taken steps kind of again. It's going to be, eh, again, the, the disclaimer, we could speculate a ton on this. So we'll do our best 
to answer, because this is a very, very, again, open question, comes from Jacob Mickady Van Muir's. He says, first question, will there be Grimoire Viewer in-game? Quick, easy one. Yeah. Yep. I think so as well. Um, second one, are we going to get more class faction gear weapons? Do we think we will? Yes, I think we will, especially if it goes in the MMO direction. Absolutely. I think we will as well, because I think it was, again, limited by um, Game Engine, and I think they prepared for this to give us much more variety in Destiny 2. The third part, and this is the one where we could probably speculate with crazy, so, I mean, I personally will talk more on it next week, hopefully be able to talk more on it next week anyway. Um, he wants to know how we feel factions will work. Uh, we talked about this a couple times, actually. Um... Uh, I, I I don't remember who it was, but we talked about uh, factions, what we wanted to see with factions, how we wanted to see them integrated into Destiny 2. And I think factions will be more important. They're not just going to be an NPC in a tower where, that gives us weapon, armor, whatever packages. Uh, it's, they've been very underused in Destiny 1, and I think it's time for the factions to shine and maybe even add some additional factions, um, which hopefully will drop maybe... Uh, as we progress in the story or as DLC drops later. Um, I think there's going to be specific faction missions. I think there's going to be faction quest lines and things that we have to do in order to raise our rep. It's going to be, it's likely going to be attached to playing the game to some degree, but I think in order to really gain rep with your faction, you need to actually spend time doing things for and with your faction. I agree. I think factions are going to be very task-based based in order to build them up. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add there. I just think that we're, we're going to eventually get to a point where factions will be the story, as in the main part of the story. And another... Right, so, oh, Sorry. Go ahead. No, so go ahead. One, one last thought. Um, he asks about faction-affecting story, and Jorge just mentioned something about that, too, so I just wanted to just drop this. What if it's more of a thought? We don't have to answer this now. We can talk about this next week after we see the gameplay reveal. But what if the factions, the factions you choose, actually affect the story for you individually? Next week, we'll talk next week. Yep. All right. So uh, that was our last question. Uh, we do want to highlight a streamer for this week. Mm -hmm. uh, Jorge, did you want to talk on on this one? Yeah, so uh, actually, this is one of um, Sleeping Dogfish's uh, friends. He just started streaming, so we wanted to highlight him. Uh, we're going to be doing a week uh, on this show, a weekly segment, um, where we're going to be talking about a highlighted streamer. If you want to be highlighted, please send us an email to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at inorbitpodcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're like, what you stream, what your schedule is, and we'll go ahead and get you on the show as a uh, a highlighted streamer. Maybe even invite you as a um, potential co-host with us, like Sleeping Dogfish and Contraband Were. This week we have Delbert505. Um, he is on twitch.tv slash Delbert505, also on twitter.com slash Delbert505. He just started. He's a big uh, fan of Destiny. A big fan of um, Sleeping Dogfish. He wanted me to highlight him. So we're, we're going to send him some love. Uh, I wanted to get more information about him, but unfortunately he wasn't available. So make sure you guys check him out. See what he's like. And uh, yeah, spread the word. So with that, uh, you guys want to uh, end the show with any uh, any minor thoughts or any, any questions you guys have? Any Anything you want to raise to the community? My only final thought is be ready for a three-hour episode next week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think next week we're gonna do we're gonna do a big one. So yeah. So make sure you two are taking notes because I will be taking yep. notes. I will be hopefully and... taking notes. <laughs> if not, I will be frantically rewatching everything. <laughs> yeah. So so for people who are listening now, make sure that you guys pay attention to the show. Uh, the stream will definitely be talking about it next week. Uh, just a reminder, the show starts at 10 a.m. Pacific, 
1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK, and that is on Thursday, May 18th, on twitch.tv slash bungie. That's twitch.tv slash bungie. Make sure you guys check out that show. Um, I'm very excited. David's excited. Jordan's excited. Yeah. We're all excited. This, this is a brand new game, brand new story, and something new. Um, not that we hate Destiny, but it's definitely time for a new atmosphere, something fresh, something, something, something that we haven't explored. So with that, David, why don't you go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? Well, with that, we want to thank you, as always, for listening to In Orbit and tuning in. If you uh, join the live show, I know we had a few technical difficulties throughout the show this week, so I apologize. <laughs> Um, we are available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is to simply share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, and we have an RSS feed. Links are available for each platform right on the Mashos Buttons website at www.mashosbuttons.com. All right. Thanks, David. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Make sure to check us out on twitter.com slash mtb site, twitter.com slash podcast. Facebook.com slash mash those buttons, YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt, no spaces, no underscores. Awesome. And Jordan, where can people find you at? You can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot, spelled I A M T W E B O T. And spewing blasphemies on Twitter at I am underscore Tbot. And as always, you can find me on all the different social networking sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, go to NRG. That's Geo, the number two NRG. Make sure you guys send us any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com and drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. Give us your information. We'll make sure that you uh, are well represented in uh, messages from the reef. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. Points and directs. Shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you as always for listening, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.